Welcome along to the Make It Count podcast. Great to be with you today. My name is David. And I'm Matt. And I was thinking recently of something that happened quite a number of years ago. And I was part of this church and I'd been doing a bunch of like sports coaching up to that point. And I was becoming increasingly a part of the infrastructure and the, the institution there. And the pastor came to me and he said, hey, would you be up for or be interested in doing an internship with us? We think it would be really great. Um, it would be a good opportunity for you. And, um, you know, we really think you're a great person and would would really appreciate having you along. And I thought, oh, interesting. Never really thought about that. Should I go for it? Should I not? What was I thinking? It was a bit of a confusing time because I thought I was going this way. So I had a conversation with my dad about it and I was like, well, look, they've offered me this sort of internship thing. You know, I kind of like them, but I'm not sure. And as I, I, was, I was thinking a bit more about it, even in the conversation, I was going, and it seemed like I'll sort of just be doing more like admin things. My dad just said to me, he said, David, <laughs> you have a lot more potential than that. They're not going to pay you, you know, the they of course want you and of course you feel great that somebody wants you mm. but just because somebody wants you doesn't mean you have to say yes to it so i didn't i said no i said thank you for the opportunity i'm not going to go that way um and guess what nobody was offended they could understand uh, <laughs> and i carried on but that was a moment when i said no to an opportunity yeah. and that's kind of what we're talking about today you came up with this topic matt you said start saying no yeah and that's just a story i came up with something where i've actually said no to an opportunity is that what you were thinking about absolutely because um see beginning of the year we've done a couple of episodes thinking about you know looking to the future and preparing well for the new year and um, don't waste a fresh start but the um the allure is obviously or I'm going to take on all these new things this year. You know, the year is fresh with opportunity. This is the year I'm going to finally do this, that and the other. Uh, well, hold your horses, you know, rein it in a little bit. Because if we start to say yes to everything, we, we, we actually will find we can't do it all. And then some things have to get dropped or we keep putting things off or and then we get overwhelmed and we're forced to realise I can't do everything. Mm. And so it's better off to do that earlier on and to go, okay, what are the things that I need to say no to to allow myself to do others? Every um, every no is is there to enable you to say yes to something else or better, or even the best thing. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of the concept behind this one. And it, it was in our list of you know episodes to write and there was one that was like saying no and there was one that was saying yes so we might do it a saying yes one at some point soon but that was kind of the concept behind this episode and yeah so that's an interesting story that i said <laughs> partly because of some research that you made me go and look up um Woo no research per- for the win bye Somebody and um, Reynolds, like Hinton, I think, and it was the power of saying no. And they looked mm-hmm. at a load of people that were doing PhDs and worked in the university system. And ultimately what they found was that younger, less experienced people said yes a lot. Huh. They would be 
affir- yes, saying yes to people is very affirming. Yes. Oh, yeah, you've asked me, yeah, I say yes to that. I affirm you and your judgment about me, but also I make you feel good because I'm going to do something for you. Yep. And he said the, the more experienced people, and, and the consequence, sorry, of that was that, as you said, they get overwhelmed. And so you have to say no. And actually, so so yes affirms, but saying yes is is best when it's within your personal and professional limitations. Ah. I thought it was really interesting. It's great to say yes, but you have to know whether it's in your personal and professional limitations. And he said, ultimately, younger, inexperienced people often don't know their limitations. And I think that's a really key part of saying no. So I just, for me, it was quite interesting. I saw that research today. I look back on that story and go, well, I was in my very early 20s and mm. I said no to an opportunity. That's quite unusual. A yeah. lot of people, they, they want to say, and they even said that, a lot of younger people say yes because they're trying to prove themselves. They want to take every opportunity and make a name for themselves. Yep. And I didn't do that. So I, I'm kind of proud of that, but also just it was just a little bit of an insight. Absolutely. In fact, I'm just reading a, uh, a fiction novel at the moment and uh, one of the characters is a, a pirate slash merchant captain. Mm. And the, the scene I was reading earlier this morning is they had brought in all this, you know, this treasure and he and his first mate went into this trader's place and the trader brought out all of the, you know, welcome dishes and a welcoming party and was trying to strike us bargain of, you know, oh, if you agree to always let me be the first buyer, you know, in this security. And you could see that, you know, the, the first mate was like, wow, this is amazing. We should just totally go for this. But the captain, the wise captain was like, and this is just the first off- offer we're seeing this morning. You know, he didn't say that out loud, but like, I'm going to hold my horses here and see what other opportunities are out there. Mm. And there's, it's not necessarily a case of always manipulating people. Of course, he is an unscrupulous pirate captain <laughs> of a, you know, uh, a savage crew. But, we can also um, take a step back and go, okay, great. Thank you very much for offering me this opportunity. I will consider it. But there is also other stuff out there and I need to consider what's best for, for me and for you. Because if it turns out that actually I, I don't like this opportunity very much, I'm not going to be a very good worker in it. I'm, you know, I'm not going to be giving you my best. Mm. So um, taking that time up front to be honest with yourself and with others. And of course, as you said, that word that maybe we don't like in this day and age, but our limits, Mm. our limitations is a really important thing. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things is sometimes we can be too quick to say yes. And like you said, what happens when we say yes to way too many things, we end up dropping a few things, feeling overwhelmed and stressed and panicked. And actually it's because we didn't take a, a good thought about whether that would fit in. Yes. And I, I think it was someone that did this this thing and they're basically like, sometimes people say, hey, can you do this teaching or this conference in like uh, one year's time? And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a year would come around. It's like, oh, I don't have time for that. And he, he basically came to the rule. It's like, if, if they'd asked me, can I do it in two weeks' time, would I be able to say yes or no? Yep. And if I could, then I would say yes yeah because actually my life my life is probably not going to look noticeably more or less busy in a year's time sure but we think it will yeah 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 but also i think and i I was thinking about this because we have maybe a tendency or lots of people have a tendency to keep many of their options wide wide open 
And so they're not saying no. They're keeping their options far too open. Actually, I was having a conversation with somebody in in a coaching conversation, and they had these two options that they were choosing between. And by the time they'd come to me, they'd been thinking about this for months, right? So we're finally having this conversation. I'm going to go this way, this way. And they're like, and I'm really, I'm feeling now, I've procrastinated on it long enough. I've imagined both ways long enough. And I have to sort of figure out what to do. And they're like, oh, maybe I can do both. And so they're like, start investigating whether that's possible and it wasn't. And then finally we came to this place and they're like, oh, I'm going to do this one. And there was an excitement, but there was a relief. But there's also now a momentum. They're moving towards something rather than stuck in that middle moment. And I think many of us struggle to say no. You've mm. experienced this when you were at university trying to organize something. And people would be like, oh, maybe I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's, that's one of the things, isn't it? The, <laughs> the non-committal yes. Yeah. Um, and that's, we've all experienced that. And I suppose that's what I was trying to say is that I think people that struggle to say no also struggle to say yes. Uh, My experience of those people is even if they come, they're not fully there. Right, because they're maybe they're hedging. We've come into a place where we want to hedge our bets. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the people that when they turn up, they're actually on their phone or on Instagram wishing they were somewhere else or they were at the other place. And so I, I, there's a, to my mind, in my experience, people that struggle to say no also struggle to say yes. So they're never anywhere. Yeah. And they're quite flaky, quite annoying people for me <laughs> to be around. <laughs> Ye be warned. Um, yeah. I think, I think that's really interesting. And yeah, it's an, an aspect of if I can't, truly say no i can't truly say yes and do i do i want to be someone who is never fully where i am because i haven't fully committed to being here or there or anywhere i just want to be everywhere Uh, well this is where it links to a a quote i found but it was non-attributed they said only those who know who they are can say no with grace Ooh, yeah i like that because uh, when, when you were saying about how the research found that younger people are keen and quick to say yes, you, you correctly said it was because one of the reasons there is going to be the, the drive for affirmation to please their betters or their, you know, their seniors. Yes, I want to show that I'm willing. And you, you even see that in the film sometimes when there's the, the young newbie and the, the older ones expect them to just, well, you're going to have to jump too. You know, when we say jump, you're going to say how high because you need to show you're willing and you're willing to do the the, gru- the, the grueling stuff, the, un- the not fun, the not glamorous. Mm. And there's an aspect to that. You've just got to learn the trade. But there is also an aspect to, well, the, I mean, the, the moment in those films, maybe that maturation, that growing, when they finally get the gumption to say, actually, no, I'm going to stand up for myself. And whilst there might be a bit of bristling initially, there is also an, a, an element of that's when the the kernel of respect gets planted as well. Oh, you can stand up for yourself now a little bit, can you? Mm. And they might push back and test and see how far you're willing. But, you know, in a sense, it's part of a game. But in another sense, it's, uh, oh, right, you've learned to respect yourself enough to say no and mm. to realise you don't actually have to do everything everybody asks you. Mm. Um, and yeah, I s- so in this research article, they talked about that as that idea of boundaries, quite an important mm. one. 
Yeah, and I was um, I was listening to something the other day, and they were talking about boundaries and how they are a loving thing to do, both from a self love and an other's love. The the thing that most of us don't know how to do though is either not set boundaries at all or be way too harsh with them. And they're saying there's a uh, there's a, a fine balance of setting or sort of gentle or delicate boundaries of going. This is where I'm going to set these boundaries, but respectfully and understanding your needs as well as mine mm. and just my limitations mm. uh, and there's that there's that limitations word and i suppose that is a really important part of this conversation i was reading a book recently called four thousand weeks by oliver burke and he he tells of the this the stephen covey thing we talked about stephen covey quite a lot and it's that We've seen other people through the years do it. There's someone on stage and they have all these things. They have this big container and some rocks of differing sizes. And then they get their unsuspecting, you know, person up to the front of like, so can you fit this all in? And they'll put a bit of sand in and then they'll try and put some other things in and then they can't balance it all in. It doesn't work. And then the Stephen Covey or the other person sort of smugly looks it's like well actually what you got to do you got to get these big rocks and put them in the container then the smaller rocks then the sand and then you know it just perfectly fits and it's a nice idea but Oliver Burke goes to say the lie of that is that if you organize your life perfectly you can do everything yeah and he said but what happens if you've got too many big rocks or your con- your, the container of your life is not big enough for everything you want to do. And I, I think that's where saying no has to become a part of it. Because ultimately, you have to accept that our lives are limited. His basically, that's the title of his book, 4,000 Weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that's about how many weeks you're going to have in your life. There's a limitation. It's not infinite time no. that you've got, although many of us live that way. And so actually choosing, what are the big rocks that I want to put in my life? But also that means you've got to say no to other things. And that's kind of hard, but also freeing. Because if we believe the lie that if I'm just organized enough, efficient enough, and I can say yes to everything that I want to do, that will that is where we get to the place of overwhelm and exhaustion and tiredness and stretched so thin. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even this this week I was reflecting uh, I often take two weeks off for Christmas and the new year period because that time in between you know up build up to Christmas is wonderful but that time in between often there's a lot going on and people around and you're having parties going to things and so I like to have sort of the week the, the first week of the new year the last couple of years take that off as a bit more of a down to earth bit more chill bit more peace and a time to then reflect and plan without having lots of things in as well. But the mistake I made before was I put so much pressure on this week of, well, I've got to do it all because that's the time I've set. So I've got to reflect for like the whole year. I've just gone past. I've got to plan for the year ahead and, and come up with all of these, you know, amazing things for the read year. Read 14 books. And... Yeah, read uh, good. Read a couple of good books as well because you've got that, you know, all this time. And it struck me after I did that and completely wound myself up, you know, as the the Sunday was approaching, I was getting more and more frustrated and I didn't realise, well, it's because I've piled all of these expectations on this week and then the time frame was getting smaller and smaller and it was becoming apparent it's not going to happen. And so there is that freedom of just recognising, ah, 
I don't have infinite time, even in this, you know, I can only do so much. So it forces you at first to then go, okay, what are those things that are most important? What are the things that I really want to do? And those in that illustration, they are the big rocks. But then you you go, oh, well, actually, there is just much less space in that now. And that's okay. I can only do so much. And so I think correctly, can, correctly perceived, that illustration isn't necessarily a lie, but I can totally get what mm. he's getting at. You know, correctly conceived, it is. You cannot, there is limp, finite space in this box and you first put the most important things and then the next most important things and then the sand and, and if there's any space left, you can fill it with water. Mm. But as you said, the, the lie that we can inherently believe from that is, oh, align it all correctly and that's where you get your management system just right, your time management, your personal, your business management, your, everything aligned and I can do it all. I can go to all of the things. I can do my personal training. I can do my professional development. I can develop good relationships and be you know, an amazing spouse or parent or whatever. Actually, the truth is I can only do so much and if I don't take some time as well to just go and I'm not going to make that a um uh a sort of a time for bettering myself whether it's just time to rest if i don't put some time in for rest as well, mm. well then it's all going to collapse at some point because mm. i'm a human i'm not a robot mm. um, and i think that's one of the things that's what the the quote alludes to you know knowing who you are allows you to say no with grace it's yeah. what the article talked about is that only those uh only say yes when it's within your personal and professional limitations. limitations. That's what Oliver Burke talks about, is like recognising the limitations in your life. And like you said, that's not very popular. No. That's not a thought that's going around. Uh, but ultimately, you, you're not inspiring many people by going, you have limitations, I accept them. Yeah. But that is a truth. And it's a difficult truth to accept, which is why throughout history, people have tried to live forever. Yeah. There's the, uh, you know, from the ancient Egyptians, I'm going to carry on living through the afterlife to, to every generation has this idea of, can I keep on living forever? Yeah. And so until we are able to confront that reality that we have limitations in our days, in our weeks and in our lives, I think there is an ultimate it's, it's almost sometimes maybe just avoiding saying no and avoiding those limitations. But that actually is not a negative thing. I don't perceive it as a, oh, that's that's awful. I perceive it as something quite freeing and relieving to go, actually, well, what do I most want to do? Mm. And, and that being an important thing and not living out of this FOMO of... Because ultimately, if you don't accept your limitations, you can go to as many countries and adventures and holidays as you'd like... But you always be like, but I also want to see this other place that I haven't seen yet. And you'll never be able to see everywhere. But if you believe you can, you'll be dissatisfied. Right. Because you're always chasing that which you haven't yet seen. Mm. And perhaps it comes from that place. You know, flip that thing in its head. Um, only those who, you know, is it know themselves or mm -hmm. are secure in themselves. Who know who they are. Who know who they are can say no with grace. Perhaps... <laughs> What, is that an indictment against all of us who aren't able to say no with grace? Well, mm. who, it really says we don't really know who we are. Mm. And I'm, you know, we all that classic thing. I'm going to go and find myself traveling somewhere. And, the, you know, the, the guy, the, the, the parable or whatever, the poem that says I went around all the place and I tried to find myself. And it was only in returning home that I realized 
oh, I actually didn't find myself anywhere. I, I was with me all along and I didn't, that's not where I found it. So, mm. you know, what what does that mean? I think the question that I'm, I'm having raised in my mind as I was having this conversation and you're talking about limitations is, well, well what are some of the limitations that I have? And to actually get clear on those, to wrestle with that, not just to bandy out the idea, but what are some of the limitations in my life? Mm. And then perhaps the other question is, and how may... <laughs> How do I become someone who knows myself and is okay with that? I mean, I'm quite an energy conscious person, whether it's my personality or my experience or whatever. I'm, I'm quite conscious of my energy. It means I show up relatively steady a lot of the time. So I'm mm. just generally pacing out how much energy I've got for the day. So I could probably overstretch that in bursts as I need it. But as I've grown to know myself better, I'm aware that it's like, ah... I know that's going to take a lot of energy and yeah. that hasn't got the space or that's not... If I say yes to that, it means I have to say no to this other thing. And so I'm quite... Well, I think it's wisely more hesitant to say yes straight away. I really think, well, what does this look like? What is the commitment I'm making here? Yeah. And like you said, we've, we've talked about big rocks, just to clear it up for anybody that isn't listening. <laughs> when we talk about big rocks, that might be my professional career. That might be your family relationships, that might be your relationships, that might be your contribution or um, church life. It could, you know, the, there are different things that are big yeah. rocks that you can look at that have space or time and be aware that they all take up space, time yeah. and energy. Yeah. And uh, it kind of goes back to, well, it links in, it's just always things linking, don't they? Because it's life. But the, to the budget one we did and they you know you need a budget and one of the articles they they wrote i think it was them was this counting up when you're going to make a purchase count the cost and we all immediately go well yeah you know can i make the financial purchase you know that's financially prudent but they're saying the example was a motorbike if you're going to buy a motorbike don't just think of the upfront cost think of the ongoing maintenance price you know costs and but also the time the time to look after it properly you know, that could be your Saturday's gone. But also the time that it's of using it. If you want to buy it, surely you want to buy it to use it. So are you going to allocate time to that? Mm. If that's going to be an important part of your life, I love riding motorbikes, I either going to racetracks or riding around the country or whatever, you've got to allot time to that. And that's going to be a big rock in your life. And that's a time that's coming from somewhere else. Exactly. And so it's not about going, I'm never going to buy anything because it all costs too much. But it's going, well, no. I'm recognising in saying yes to this, I'm first having to say no to all of the other things. And so weighing that up. And so when someone comes to you and puts something on your plate and says, hey, can you do this for me? Immediately your your um, your People instinct might be say, yes, of course, I'll do that for you. Because either you want to please them or you don't feel secure. You feel like if I say no, they might be unhappy and that might, you know, I might get fired or whatever. It's very quick for, I, I know those thoughts myself. My mind can get there, there in a heartbeat but if you recognize actually in order to say yes to this i first have to say no to something else and so you can come back and say i'd love to do that for you but in order for me to do that which of these other things would you like me to put down yeah which of these other things do i have to say no to Mm. um and if they're your boss and they actually have some say in that they might say oh well put that down great problem solved you can then get on and say yes but if they're not your boss and you don't actually have that they might go 
oh, actually, I can't tell you to put something down. And you've basically shown them, I'm my plate's full at the moment. Mm-hmm. So if you want my plate to be emptied, you're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to make some arrangements to empty some space for that. Mm-hmm. And so you're not just going flat, no, you're showing them, I'm considering what you're doing. And I'm truly considering it because I know that it's going to take time. And in order to do a good job, you know, so something's going to have to get dropped. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, that's a compromise that's not easy to strike. There might just be all of these crazy competing deadlines. And occasionally we do have to sprint a little bit. Mm. You have to just pull some hard shifts and, and do some late nights or whatever. But you can't do that consistently. Mm. And so you're giving them an opportunity to see, oh, great, they've truly considered and they're respecting me enough to, to tell me, not just to say yes and then fudge around or delay it or whatever. Mm. So thank you for listening to today's podcast we've been talking a lot about saying no thank you for saying yes to us today and commit yes. some of your time to to listening to us i hope it was insightful and interesting for you um, and maybe helps you make it count and that some of that is accepting limitations and, and focusing yourself up but that's us for today see you next week go ciao